into the golfing mind. Um, historically, I always start by saying the podcast which looks at the game of golf in general and the mental game of golf in particular. But as I reflect over the past year and a bit, as this is episode 98, I realize that a great deal of the um, podcast looks very closely at uh, sort of attitude and beliefs as opposed to sort of what I would term sports psychology directly, which I realize is much more in the sort of uh, arena of my personal interest. Now, you may have noticed over the past uh, six weeks, there's been three episodes, so one a fortnight. Now, this isn't because I've decided to reduce the frequency. It's because um, for five of the last six weeks, I had set out to walk across Spain. And there's a route that goes from the French border all the way to a town called Santiago de Compostela. Uh, it's 518 miles. It's uh, remote. It's hilly. It's challenging. And at times it can be very wet, cold and windy. windy. Not unlike a Scottish golf in the winter. And when you walk for five weeks carrying everything that you need or require, you have a lot of time to think and reflect, and which is one of the reasons I like to do it. And it came um, quite clear to me that in life there are things we need and there are things we want. When you're walking the Camino, you realize that you need food, you need shelter, and you need companionship. You also need a sense of purpose. Now, I can imagine some of you are sitting listening or maybe driving or on a bus and you're thinking, okay, Robin, what's this got to do with my golf game? Well, it has got a lot more than you might realize. So bear with me and I'll be getting to that very shortly. I think in golf, we often mistake um, the need for something that's going to help us. So um, a new set of clubs, a new driver, a uh, new pair of shoes that will give us better balance. Or So we, we think we need uh, an external to improve our internal. Now, the only difference I can sometimes see is that if you get a new set of clubs or a new set of irons or shoes or whatever, psychologically, you're believing that they're going to make a difference does in fact make the difference. It gives you a sort of elevated confidence and that is maintained until you lose that confidence. And when you lose the confidence, you lose a belief in the technology that you bought. When you walk across Spain, there is no technology that's going to make your life easier. Maybe a set of walking poles, I think does help. And I use walking poles. But what I came to realize when I was walking across Spain um, was that the people I met who were doing the best on the Camino, because you're walking between, phew, anything between 12 and 25 miles a day, sometimes in challenging terrain, sometimes you're walking for easily upwards of eight, nine, in some extreme cases, 10 hours. And um, then you're taking rests and taking break, but you're, 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 your body's taking a, a beating and you get blisters, your feet get sore, you get repetitive strain injuries and your 
I mean, I wouldn't, unfortunately, this is a podcast, so I don't, or I can't post photographs of my feet, but at one point, my toes looked like a bunch of radishes. And every toe was taped up. Every day I had to tape up my toes and um, strap up one of my ankles on one occasion. So what I realized that everyone had this. So I'd, I met one or two people that didn't get blisters and one or two people that didn't get aches and pains, but they were generally young, fit people. And what I realized is that some people just gave up or some people found reasons to stop or to find reasons to... I don't know, take shortcuts, which is fine. I mean, I'm not here to judge anybody because it's a big challenge. But the people that, you know, 25 days later, you bump into someone that you thought to yourself they were never going to make it is, is astounding. And um, what I realized separated a, the difference between the people that got did the walk across Spain of over 500 miles in challenging conditions and the people who didn't succeed or who really, really struggled was two things. A sense of purpose behind what they were doing and a sense of passion about that purpose. Now, when I look at this in the world of golf, the best golfers I know have a great sense of purpose when they step onto the tee, you know, and it's about taking dead aim. It's looking where they want the ball to go, what they're trying to achieve. They have a great sense of purpose. Now they want to score low and they want to win. That's a given. But their sense of purpose is to give themselves every opportunity to play their best golf. And the second thing they have is they are passionate about winning. They're passionate about doing well. And when you marry purpose and passion, you create performance, performance excellence. The reason I called this podcast Take Dead Aim wasn't uh, for any other reason than when I set off from the Spanish town of Irún, which is 520 miles away from Santiago de Compostela, which was my destination, I took dead aim. You know, my, my goal was I'm getting, to, I'm getting to Santiago de Compostela. And I was absolutely passionate about doing it because I've tried before and failed. I had done other walks where I got injured, but I sort of muddled on. But this time I thought, no, I really, really am going to give myself every chance to do it. And the first 10 days was incredibly difficult. And more than once I thought of giving up. And on one occasion, I actually bought a ticket to go home. But when I reconnected with that purpose of get to the destination, and married it to this desperate desire to do so, then my performance improved. Suddenly I was going from 12 miles a day to 15 to 18 to 22 miles a day. My backpack, which weighed about 22 to 25 pounds, depending if I had water on it. On some days I barely knew it was on my back. On days when it's sometimes raining, and I hate walking in the rain, um, it just was like, okay, this will pass and I'll get dry again. So I think in our golf, whatever we do, uh, we need to take dead aim. And I better explain where it comes from. And Bobby Jones, the great golfer back in the 20s, was about to, to have an opportunity to win his first uh, major tournament. Uh, he faced a shot that was over water to a green. And uh, it was a sort of high-risk shot. And uh, Stuart Maiden, who was the professional at the East Lake Country Club, where he was a, a member and who had had a huge influence on his golf swing, um, sort of 
he looked at Bobby and Bobby looked at him and he just said to Bobby, take dead aim as in focus completely on the outcome, focus only on the outcome you want. Don't entertain other possibilities. And when you walk long distances, if you think about how sore your feet are, how heavy your backpack is, how long it is since you've had a cup of coffee, if you think about the fact it might rain or it's just about to rain, if you think about the fact that you haven't brought enough food, that's going to get in the way of your purpose and it's going to distract you away from your purpose. So I guess the message today is to sort of, in your golf specifically, never step over a ball without a clear sense of what you're trying to achieve with the shot. I know it's very easy to some, sometimes just step up and hit the ball. But if you want to genuinely improve, if you want to get better and more consistent, then you have to take a very sort of, dare I say, professional approach to the game. And to do that, you need to have a great sense of purpose over every shot. Um, and then you, the more passion you can feel, and by passion, I don't mean getting overexcited. I just mean, for me, passion is commitment. You know, when you're passionate about something, you're committed to it. When you commit to trying your best to do your best, you know, I think you're going to give yourself your every chance of playing well. And that was it. Uh, so that was it this, this week. Uh, it's going to be weekly podcasts. Uh, next week is episode 99. And in two weeks, there's this very special uh, one hour edition uh, with some interesting content, which I think you'll really enjoy. Uh, but until then, uh, may I wish you the very best. It's turning into winter here. I'm going up to Scotland uh, next month in December to play some golf. So I hope my time walking across Spain and the rain has prepared me for all Scotland has to offer. Uh, but uh, I play down near the Gillen region, East Lothian, which is built on sand, so there's almost no flooding. And the greens, we rarely use winter greens. We can use the same greens all year round. So fingers crossed for good weather. And uh, I'll let you know how that goes. But in the meantime, play good golf and take care. All the best. Mm -hmm.